0: Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the most recent episode of Bad Movie Reviews. Can't remember what episode it is, but um, hosted by myself, Ben, and and Daniel. Pleasure. Uh, You can, of course, join us every week on all major podcasting platforms and and visually on YouTube. Um, I'm proud of you. I guess. Sorry? I said I'm proud of you. Proud of me? Got that one Didn't (laughs) didn't say major (laughs) platforming podcasts this time. Um, We'll get straight into movie news. There's probably not a huge amount. First of all, I want to acknowledge last week we did say we'd cover um, Jeepers Creepers Reborn, but uh, I think it showed in cinemas for like two days and it was literally, I looked it up and it was like a fan event two days. That's all it's showing. And we didn't really have enough time to actually see it. But from what I've heard, it is the possibly one of the worst films I've I've ever heard. So oh. glad we didn't. Um, <laughs> the So we are covering, um, I managed to see Fall. Um, Daniel didn't manage to sort of have time to, to get that sold quickly cover that off where we're, we're going to give our impressions on Andor and we were lucky enough to, to see the, the avatar re-release, which we will touch on purely just because we've obviously got the new one coming out. So, um, we get, get a bit of touch on that, but get straight into news. There's not a, not a huge amount. Um, a new Cloverfield film in the, is in the works. So after Paramount have seen the success of, um, Reboot, not reboots, but like, you know, Top Gun this year. Obviously, 10 Cloverfield Lane was looked upon quite well, which I I thought was a good movie. New one in the works directed by a guy named Babak Anvari, which I looked up and he's directed nothing of any notable, like no film that I know anyway. Yeah, okay. So if I don't know it, I presume you probably have no idea. No idea. sounds like a character (laughs) Um, of Star Wars. (laughs) It actually does, Babak (laughs) Babak Anvari. Um, Yeah, I mean... What are, you, what are your thoughts on that, a new Cloverfield film? I don't know if you you like them or you've actually ever
1: seen... Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, is yeah, it? That um, was the
0: That was the one where it was kind of connected, but it was like not really, if that makes sense. Like it was just the end that like happened at the same time as the I Cloverfield not, film. Nah,
1: I did see this news come out actually. And I thought it was... um, Wasn't there a Cloverfield paradox or something like that or...
0: Yeah, there was another one on net, straight to Netflix, which I never saw. Cause oh, apparently, it wasn't great.
1: That's the one I um, saw that was not great. Yeah,
0: apparently. But this one's like paramount, you know, director. But it's interesting because the Cloverfield Lane was quite good at the time. Uh, sorry, Cloverfield, the original, was obviously quite new at the time because it was like the first or like one of the – obviously, apart from Blair Witch Project, that was like, you know, all handy cam, like found footage. Um but then 10 cloverfield lane was literally just about a guy who kind of held a woman captive and it happened at the same time so it was like within the same
1: universe okay yeah. so
0: who knows if it's directly you know you like know connected means, to the yeah, a, you know the, the the cloverfield or whether it's just some side side movie but um i, I mean i don't necessarily have the most excitement for it go- <laughs> considering i've never heard of the director so i don't know if he's any good that's fair um this is another one. I don't know if you've seen. I've seen a few of them. Uh, a new Final Destination movie has been announced. Where are we?
1: Oh, I have seen them all. And they're, they're all guilty
0: pleasures. I don't. I don't hate yeah. them, but they're like in, enjoyable. It's it, the it's, best way to describe it. Yeah, it's um, the directors attached. They've announced Zach Lepovsky and Adam B. Stein, which I've not noticed anything they've directed either, apart from the Kim Possible mo- live action movie. Mate, oh, so- it was
1: great. I watched it like six times.
0: Okay, um, we might just cut the podcast there and cut all funding. And- just
1: cut it. <laughs> no,
0: I've never <laughs> heard the, the interesting thing, they apparently weren't actually contacted to – I read the thing, the article a little bit. This might not be 100% correct, but they apparently weren't like confronted or like approached to direct it. Apparently, they did a pitch of the movie on Zoom and apparently they started – they connected and then like recorded a pre-edited like edited and pre-recorded video of them apparently like – you know, a fire started and then they went to put out the fire and the fan, like, fell on one of the directors and decapitated them in the pitch. That's cool. So apparently they went, like, full, they you know, full like, out. funny. and then like, I they, like that. Yeah, so I don't actually don't... When I saw yeah. that, I'm like, that's kind of cool. But similar thing, being that I do not know the directors, it's hard to say because... Not to say, obviously, if you have, you know, a well-known director, it's going to be a good movie, but usually you kind of know if they've directed this film before... Yeah. You kind of know, like, you know, their talent there, but I'm all for, you know, new directors starting and I think A Final Destination is probably a good film to start because yeah, you I don't just kind of have you, fun with it. Correct. Yeah, I don't sense. know
1: if you can make any mistakes at all because you can't – there's no way you're going to make a great movie, but you can make something very enjoyable quite easily, I reckon. Just yeah. real gory, real messed up. Good fun. Correct.
0: Yeah. Um, now this film actually it's not so much news it's just kind of an interesting thing to talk about the we've we've talked about it a bit before um Don't Worry Darling has come out in the states which is the Harry Styles Florence Pugh movie um, come out in the states and they they preemptively thought that, that they their predictions were it would make like 15 million and ended up making 20 but um I presume that's mostly because of Harry Styles or all the pre-release you know like pre um, or the drama that led up to it. Yeah. Okay. There was all the talk about, you know, Harry Styles potentially spitting on Chris Pine at the premiere and like, obviously, but, um, it's reviewed really poorly. It doesn't come out here till October, but there, um, an insider who worked on the movies actually come out and said that, um, essentially the drama that began was Florence Pugh and like Olivia Wilde got in a full screaming match in the middle of set because, towards the end of filming, like three, like towards the last third of the filming, apparently like Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles just kept disappearing from set, which if you don't know, they're dating. I mean, they, I don't know if they actually are dating anymore, but they started dating when cause she had an affair with him um, while married with Jason Sudeikis who plays, you know, Ted Lasso. And um, I think I, but I've never heard of a film have more, drama on a set and it's obviously went well for them. It's obviously started <laughs> yeah. all this pre-buzz and it's made made money, but we'll, we'll see that soon enough. It's just obviously something to touch on when the film, film news sort of is a bit dire, but this is probably the one that actually gets the the most talked about. No, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, it's kind of a rumour, but I don't see, I see it happening. Apparently Disney are pulling potentially pulling Black Panther from French cinemas. So apparently they're pulling it slated from the French cinemas. And the reason being is um, there's actually a French law that requires a film to, um, after a film releases in cinema, they need to wait 17 months before releasing it on a subscription-based service. So they're potentially going to just completely cut releasing Black Panther from French cinemas because... Um, so they, can have they won't streams. be able to release it on Disney plus within, cause I think they wait like 45 days usually or something like you, after it's. So I, I, I didn't know they had a law like that. And I actually find that interesting. Cause to be honest, it sounds like it's probably a good law to have in terms of obviously getting people to the cinemas. Cause yeah, we live in Australia obviously. And and you get, I know a lot of people who would sit there and be like, there's no point going on the film, your cinema, you pay 40 bucks when you can wait two months to to watch it on streaming, which I, don't mind watching a movie on television, but it's also nowhere near as good as seeing in a cinema. And I I'll I touch on completely. that later when we, when we review probably the best film of all time in um, fall. Um, <laughs> no, kidding. Obviously avatar, but um, what are your thoughts on that in terms of obviously the fact that they might just pull it from a cinema? Cause I think studios almost have too much power nowadays that they're now that they've got their own subscription base. It's kind of like a monopoly, like Disney own everything. And
1: yeah, Look, I'm not sure the the law is very interesting, and uh, I think it's good to keep people going to cinema because I think the entertainment industry pumps a lot of money into the economy, and I think
0: yeah, oh god, yeah. I mean, you see it every year when we had like through COVID when we did quite well, obviously compared to other places. The Vic government were putting thirty million dollars into making Thor, and then it brings hundreds and hundreds of jobs. And
1: yeah, um, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I, I like the law. Yeah, you know, I'm all for oh, it. I reckon we should bring it in because, like, it really, like,
0: it really prevents studios from having all that power. Really.
1: Yeah, and this subscription based service really does record because you're 100 percent correct. There's so many people that are like, I'll just wait the the 45 days. It's not really that exciting. I'll just watch it home in my home theater. Like. Yeah. You know, it's different when they used to take like six months ago to, to DVD or anything like that. But now everything just comes, gets well, even then instantly. You, even
0: then you obviously buy your DVD and it's it's interesting because um, I actually – we've talked about this before where studios have – obviously Warner Bros have completely written off certain things and cut them from streaming as yeah. tax write-off. It's yeah. actually recently happened today. This is more TV news. Me and you have watched this show and I love it, Final Space.
1: Oh, I That's love been Final Space. Today
0: it was completely cut. They've wow. deleted, it, deleted it from all streaming platforms for tax write-off. Wow. Wow. So that's what I mean, like studios almost like these streaming, like as soon as you buy something in physical media, you have that. And I've always said that. I've got a huge it's Blu-ray collection. of my favourite shows. It's a great animated show. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. But I do find it interesting. I think that, the, you know, laws need to come into play because studios are having a lot more power. Like realistically, if you think about it, Disney have I think 20 of like the 30 highest grossing films and there's still current IPs for them and it's like, on top of that, they've obviously got their own streaming service. They're potentially not even going to allow people in France to go see their film and cinema, yeah, it's
1: it's just
0: because just because of a law. Um, it's outrageous. It is pretty outrageous. It's something to get talking about. But um, other than that's kind of all we have for news. It's a pretty dire, quiet week in in terms of movies as well. But um, I guess I might quickly before we probably obviously we will chat a fair bit about Avatar and or but I might quickly. Chuck on uh, talk about fall for two minutes because there's probably not much to talk about for any of you who don't know it's about um, a girl named Becky and she's a bit of a free climber and had, like her um, boyfriend dies in in a in a um, climb and this that's not spoilers it's in the trailer, in the trailer you know trailer, so yeah. um, essentially gets scared and one of her friends goes let's let's climb this fucking B seventeen tower or something which is like the fifth highest thing in the, the thing but um, look it was a movie I think it's one of those films that. <laughs> Like you could enjoy, you could enjoy watching for an hour and forty five, and your time's kind of like you know, oh, I was all right, kind of thing. it was um, well acted from the main actress Becky and, and her father, but the the supporting actress, the blonde girl, is possibly a, it's a really bad performance. I'll be honest, and it's um, <laughs> I did not like her character one bit. To, to give you a bit of context, it's like you know, her boyfriend died, and it's like. The old you would do it. The old you would climb this tower even though she's obviously dealing with extreme anxiety and PTSD from climbing anything. Crap friend. A crap friend. Yeah. Um, didn't like the character at all. But the um, they did do what they were trying to do really. Like it was quite suspenseful. I went with a fr- friend of mine who um, hates heights and it, it is like, it, you know, you, you kind of do feel vertigo at times with some of the shots, but at times some of the CGI is really poor. Poor. Um. And, and especially the editing and the cutting, like at the start, there's like 15 cuts in two seconds and it's like you can't really focus on what's actually happening. But um, the main bit is when they're actually climbing the tower, you know, you've got close-up shots of like nails falling out of the ladder and it's like the shaking and you hear the wind and it's kind of a bit unsettling. But um, and I must admit, the story beats, they were not exactly what I was expecting at all. Like going into the film, it took me by surprise, which... Didn't make me hate the film, but it wasn't really. It wasn't like Orphan Kills where there's like a plot twist, and I'm like, oh, that actually, you know, kind yeah. of made the film a little bit. Yeah. This, this 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 bit that happened, I was like, it kind of, you know, this, these few things happen, and it wasn't exactly surprising, and then it just kind of ended, but. Probably a film to wait 45 days for streaming. But if you're in France, <laughs> you might not be able to. But um,
1: with uh, the budget, though, wasn't the budget? Three like, million. Three, yeah, yeah, three million bucks.
0: They'll make their money back for sure. And that's the thing. Like these studios are probably, especially after COVID, they're probably trying to make these safe plays and make these small budget movies where we. Uh, I, it was site, sold out site. where
1: I was. Oh,
0: good. Like uh, we we tried to go to a local cinema and it was fully sold out. We ended up going to a different one, still close, but it was also sold out. So I'm sure it'll make its money back. I don't know how, I don't know where, where else it's released. We went to, I went to an advanced screening, but look, it was, it was decent enough to enjoy. If you've got nothing to do on, you know, some night you could pay your $20 and go otherwise. I don't think it's necessarily something to go rush out to see, but it did its job. It was suspenseful. It was like nail biting at times, but I just can't necessarily sit here and be like, yeah, it was a great story. It was just to me, a kind of a waste of time, but it was like, I enjoyed the waste of time. (laughs) That makes sense. But yeah, um, other than that, that's obviously all I've got to talk on, on for that. So I might take a quick break because we'll probably chat about, um, these these two things in, in a bit of depth. So we'll take a quick break and we'll come back at our impressions on the first three episodes of Andor. I think it was, yeah. um, and the Avatar re release. Easy. So um, we'll jump into. I guess probably we'll jump into Andor first um, before obviously chatting about our um, thoughts on the Avatar re release. I know you've obviously it's a bit probably more fresh in your mind. So I'm, and I've just you know chatted for about five minutes on fall. So I don't know if yeah. you want to you <laughs> want to get your um, thoughts out the way.
1: Look, Andor, loved it. Um, I think we kind of spoke it about a little bit this morning after obviously I freshly watched it. Um, It is some of the best Star Wars material they've released in years. I think it definitely beats the latest three movies that came out for sure. Not that that was too hard, but um, I thought it was very well written, well acted. I thought the cast was good. Um, I thought all the characters, there was enough backstory there in the short period of time to build that universe. Um That was kind of brand, felt brand new. It didn't feel like it was still Star Wars, but it felt new. It didn't feel like it was recycled material or sets or because you know how like Mandalorian was well, it's, very. It's similar. the only thing
0: not on Tatooine, really. Yeah, since the beginning of Star Wars, and it's kind of more obviously on the the, the surface of real characters rather than obviously these Jedi's or Siths. It's more about you know some obviously.
1: Yeah, look, I thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed it all. I thought the um. Uh, a lot of the cinematography and the uh the the audio was fantastic throughout it um I look I've got not much to say other than I think it's nearly worth merging it all together by the end early call I'd love to see a movie out of it I think they built such a good three episodes there that I would have watched that as a movie and I think yeah, the hard, the hard thing that. is
0: though is they've obviously made it in mind of a TV show you so you might have your 10 episodes which are technically might be Four four to six hours, depending on the length. Yeah. So that's the hard bit. Obviously, it's a character from Rogue One as well, so you kind of obviously know where... I
1: had very low expectations. Where, it, where it ends? Yeah. Because you kind of know where it
0: obviously ends with Rogue One, um, being that he's one of the main characters, but um, you had low expectations for the show or the...
1: Yeah, the show, just because I feel like... Well, the nothing, last few things hasn't been... The last most of years um, haven't really hit the mark, and I thought, like, Mandalorian was cool, but Grogu was really just kind of what made it cool, and... Um, the rest of, like, every other series that's come out there since has been kind of donuts. I haven't watched heaps of, like, Clone Wars or any of the, um like, Bad Batch. I hear they're pretty good. But Clone
0: Wars was good, but that was obviously more pre... They've only done one season since under Disney, so it was more sort of pre... Yeah. That was more Lucasfilm at the um, time when it was mid-2000s, I Luke, think. Look,
1: yeah, loved it. W- worth a watch, 100%. What do you think of the film?
0: Yeah, Film. <laughs>
1: film. It felt like a film. It felt like a film. Yeah, um, it so well made.
0: That, that, I mean, that's one thing I wanted to chat about is... um. I wasn't the biggest I don't think we ever touched on it because it was before we actually started the pod, but I wasn't the biggest fan of Obi-Wan. Just cause it kind of took away from the original trilogy if you really look into A
1: lot of things. A lot of
0: <laughs> a lot of things. Um and it was very fan service. Yeah, I enjoy The Mandalorian, but I also felt like as soon as Grogu was introduced, it kind of got it was really playing into that fan service thing as well, really. Obviously a yeah. baby Yoda kind of um thing. And this is just completely opposite. You you can tell they're really focused on storytelling rather than fan service. I think that also obviously plays into the account you've got a character who's been in one film which wasn't actually connected to obviously the main nine, really. Um, And I really like – I think his name's Diego Luna, the actor for Andor. I think he's a great actor. And um, I really like all the characters. But the thing is – the main thing is it's it's very mature. And it's like not gritty in a way, but it's like – Darker and it's more so on the ground with like you know when it's showing under the imperial kind of rule and yeah like really kind of a lot more realism, a lot more realistic and it's got fantastic set design as well and you can tell that they've actually made everything almost practical like all the sets are are real and um, you can you can really kind of tell and it's also incredibly layered so. I mean, obviously we're going off three episodes for all we know it might have turned to absolute shit. But um from all reports within Disney they were happy with this. And it's interesting, obviously, as we we talked about, I think last week, um, within the news that they kind of have really emptied out their slate of all Star Wars content. Um, films, TV shows, I don't even know, like the Mandalorian um new season's coming out. Yeah. I know they showed that at D twenty three, but oh, and the other one, book Book of Boba Fett, I was not a fan of whatsoever, so um, that was kind of shit but no I'm all I'm all I'm all for this I thought it Um, one thing that you said as well the sound design I thought was fantastic yeah. and um, that's one thing that's always I guess been good in Star Wars but this one specifically like the just the way it's set Um, I thought really really showed but within you know an hour and a half almost I think they're 35 40 minutes each it really gave the characters backstory and you already start to care about a lot of them especially um Aunt Petrunia, you know, like what's it from Harry Potter? The woman, the woman from the shows in Harry Potter. Is Harry Potter's um aunt with the robot.
1: Aunt Petunia?
0: Aunt Petunia. is that her name? Aunt Petunia?
1: Is that her? Yeah,
0: that's her. Where are we? The, the the one who finds... um oh I won't spoil it. The one the one who's with the yeah, the robot, yeah. Yeah, yeah who, That's
1: Aunt Petunia. Yeah. Well oh, she lost her weight. she looks good.
0: Um oh, yeah, the the one who is with Uncle Vernon? I think is yeah. it Umbridge? Is that the name? Oh,
1: oh no! Umbridge is the, oh, the one fat lady. Blows, that blows, blows up! Blows up! Fuck! What's, what's the it? name then? God!
0: You know who I'm talking about now? Yeah. Though, like, yeah. You're the um.
1: The I can't remember. Did she, Does she ever get a proper mention?
0: That woman, Petunia. Yeah. It is. That it is Petunia. Petunia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh wait. Marjorie is the 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 large Yeah. That's that's her. Um. Fuck, I was right. Fuck! I thought I was, I was going right. mental. You were right. You were wrong. <laughs> I was right and wrong. You are right and wrong. Um, but no. But I'm for, I'm all for it, and I recommend everyone if you're obviously a Star Wars fan. I think that's the main thing. But I also think that like, this is a show that you could actually also watch if you're not because it's actually. Um, I mean, you probably have to be a little bit into sci-fi, I guess, in a way. But
1: yeah, I and mean, even it's really- then,
0: it's more. This is what I mean. It's very story-driven. Um, so I think anyone could get into it, but. Other than that, we probably won't really similar to House of Dragons and, and um Rings of Power, we probably won't really touch on it too much until the end of the season and we can obviously review it as a whole piece of content. So yeah. Um but based off the first three episodes, I, I think it's great and, and definitely worth a watch. But we won't sort of touch on it too much more because we'll get into the Avatar re-release. For anyone who doesn't obviously know, it's one of the biggest films of all time they've they've re-released it for a weekend in in cinemas obviously in anticipation of um the new one coming out and it was um it was actually slightly altered i've read but um it has been like remastered into 4k So obviously it's a little bit better but we were lucky enough to to see it in IMAX 3D and i'll i'll, I'll let you 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 the words are about, about to come out of my mouth oh it
1: was fantastic it's got to be look Definitely a personal opinion, but it's got to be one of the greatest movies ever. I've seen it. I'm, I'm not even kidding. This would be an accurate number probably 100 times, and I still loved it. The the fact that I like, I know it was upscaled, but the fact that it's a 14-, 15-year-old film or whatever it is. Yeah, 13, the, I think. 2009? 13, yeah, 2009. Yeah, 2009, yeah. yeah 13 years so old. So 13-year-old film, and it looks better than nearly anything that's come out since that movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like yeah, I did, and we spoke about it a little bit. I'm not sure if that's a reflection on the movies that have come out recently or just the fact that James Cameron's avatar was just that phenomenal and that ahead of where it was that it was just I think it's a bit of both, yeah, yeah, it's so vibrant like movies these days so dark, so They're gray, gray, and like but they yeah. always
0: have like a greeny bluey tinge and, and gray, like all the blockbusters, really, yeah. Like, yeah,
1: um, but this one was like very. Uh, very cool and then very bright and very vibrant. And it's it's just a fantastic film. I, I I loved every single aspect of it and I will continue to love every single aspect of it. I didn't expect to still feel like some kind of emotional connection to certain characters even after seeing it for the 100th time. And it was still, I still did. It was just so well made. And I'm so keen for the next. It's already my movie of the year and I haven't watched it, so... <laughs>
0: If you're getting there's, you know, everything everywhere all at once, and Top Gun Maverick and I've got,
1: I've actually got, originally I was going to decide on, you know, a top 10, and there was only Batman at the end of the year. Batman was going to be first, and then I'll keep adding movies to number one. (laughs) So
0: it is a good year for film, I'll tell you that. There's been some
1: absolute donuts this year. I reckon there's only been either or. I reckon we've only had absolute donuts or fantastic films. There's not many I've seen some films that are like, yeah, it's alright But, um, Um, what did you think?
0: I loved it. I, it's, it's such like a special movie in terms of filmmaking, in terms of blockbusters, there's really nothing that actually comes close. And I think James Cameron is genuinely the king of blockbusters and you'd be pretty ignorant to to disagree. Really. You've made some of the best sequels of all time. Avatar. Um, I do agree. I actually said the same thing. I said, it's, even though it's like obviously remastered to 4k, obviously the base, like the the original movie also has to just look good. Cause otherwise like you see the films like E.T. and, Terminator obviously re-rendered to 4K and they still look the same really, but just, you know, brighter, you know, like more um, brighter tones and things like that. But it's just, I don't think any films even, it's probably still the best looking film I've ever seen. Um, Yeah. And still quite possibly, I I just think it's such a special movie and I think it's so overhated. Like I actually (laughs) thought about it. People, a lot of people, whether it's online on Twitter or people I know, talk about how this film has no fan base and how this film won't have money. Now it's come out that this film made like 15 million on four days just on re-releases. And we went to a screening which is pretty packed and we've seen like, we saw the most recent Uncharted film in IMAX almost the first day, same time session and there was about
1: Less. 30 people in Don't there miss. and this
0: had like hundreds. Um, I actually think the fans who I know just love this film and they just aren't like toxic fuckwits really. Like (laughs) Star Star Wars, Lord of the Rings fans, like all these fans that are just like really into this nerd subculture, which I'm all for it. I love Star Wars. I love Lord of the Rings, but like, you've just got this such a toxic fan base that like they just, you know, ridicule their own, their own brand. Like they ridicule their own movies. They ridicule all that. And it's like, I think this film's just got a fan base that just love it and just don't care. They don't have like this heavy online presence where they're like, no fucking avatar is the best movie ever. Like the, and I've like the amount of money this film's made just purely off four days of re-release and the amount of like great reactions I've seen online. Um That's what I've come to the conclusion of. I just think it's just got a fan base that just love film. Um, oh yeah. One thing I can't fathom and is how 3D has died. After I've watched this film, there like realistically, 3D is a dying format. This film came out and started that whole 3D trend, but I think it's more so based on, obviously, what films actually did as well since. Films have went for the really phony 3D thing where it's like, you know, Thor throwing a hammer and it comes at you and it comes at the screen yeah. and you're like, oh, cool. Whereas this film's 3D is just so, so different. All it focuses on, nothing really comes at you at all. All it's focused on is adding layers and depth into every single shot to make the world just seem so real. And I think I actually said this to Daniel, I don't think any films actually even come close to it in terms of actually world building. Um, you've got obviously, even though I just talked about how toxic their fan bases are like, uh, I, I, like, you know, Harry Potter and star Wars and Lord of the Rings obviously had great world building, but after one film, I don't know anyone who wouldn't sit there and be like, I want to live on Pandora. Apart from the fact they'd die within three hours. But anyway. I'd love um, to be a blue monkey. <laughs> blue monkey, yeah, what they call <laughs> them, yeah. Um, and uh, one thing I have noticed, obviously, when it came, when this film originally came out, I would have been 13 years old. It's actually quite like a political movie. Um, yeah. Like really focused on obviously like um, colonizations and um, – environmentalism and things like that race indigenous Mm -hmm. it's actually and i think it it does it so well um in terms of telling that that story and i am really upset because we ended up watching the film and only found out later on on twitter that there was footage to the second one in the credits which we missed but at the same time i'm also kind of happy i didn't because then i can go in fresh as a daisy and blind as a bat (laughs) <laughs> into the second one and just watch it and enjoy it. Cause I am so excited and I think it'll be probably the best looking film of all time. I've already seen like some screenshots from this, from the footage. I know I can't like it's been copyrighted and things like that. So I can't see it, but I, I love this film and it still is one of my just favorite films of all time. I, this film, I remember when I saw it originally was one film apart from Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, which I love, like this got me into film heavily and filmmaking. It's got such a special place in my heart and watching it. I haven't seen it in cinemas since that day and I just like watched it and the whole time I just had like a grin on my face. Um, I think it's, yeah, I uh, anyone who hates it can just grow the fuck up, I'll be honest. Um, it's such a, <laughs> such a good and well-made movie and I don't think anything in terms of craft and like just has really come close since and it just holds up so well, which is ridiculous because you watch – You know, Thor, Love and Thunder, and it had a floating little fucking fine reel head or whatever that looked like dog shit, and this film's 13 years old, and it's just the most beautiful (laughs) thing I've ever seen. So, unfortunately, it's not out anymore, I think, in cinemas. (laughs) It was only a weekend, and I think Disney did also take it down from... They did. ...Disney Plus for people to go watch it. But um, I do recommend if you own it, please watch it before, you know, the new one or, or even... Watch it again just to get a different, you know, opinion on it if you if you remember not liking it. I couldn't recommend it enough. But other than that, did you have anything kind of touch on other than?
1: You make great points with, like, the 3D. I reckon everyone does everything for gimmick now, and we talked about that a lot after the film. And it used 3D not to, like, you know, emphasise all these, like, kind of like cool gimmicky stuff, it was to build depth within their universe. The stuff that was like really emphasised throughout the film was all the particles. Like yeah. anytime they were doing anything, the stuff was floating around. Floating and around. And it felt like it was floating around like
0: you. Even the little thing like when he's filming the vlogs, which he has to do, and it's got him, his face here and you can actually see the text in front of him. Yeah. Sorry if I was covering my mic there. Um, you can actually see the text in front of him and it's just like it adds that layer of depth and realis- realism that you just don't get nowadays in 3D films and I think studios very much went for that monetary value because it is a few extra dollars and they might make more money but I know the second one's coming out in in 3D and also high frame rate which I'm really keen to see, the 48 FPS. I know they did it in Hobbit but I don't think they did it well because it was very like there wasn't practicality. I don't think the CGI was great whereas I can sit here and fully trust Jimmy, Jimmy Cameron. So I'll be there first day trying to get tickets. I'm sure it'll fucking sell out pretty heavily, but, um, other than that, I guess that's kind of all I have to really touch on. No, that's um, good. I know we'll be back next week. I think next week they've got the, we've got the film speak the horror film coming, uh, smile, sorry, the horror film okay. coming out where that's they, interesting. it yeah. looks interesting. And then there's see how they run, which is a, um, classic who done it, you know, murder mystery film. So, um, other than that, that's kind of all we have to touch on this week. Um, this is Bad Me Reviews, Ben and Daniel. Um, you can catch us every week on all major podcasting platforms and, of course, visually on YouTube. But other than that, we'll, we'll catch you and we'll see you next week. Thanks you guys.